Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today we are going to be telling spooky ghost stories. I don't even know spooky sounds. Like that's the only one I could come up with is is that spooky? It's pretty spooky. Or what about, <laughs> I hated when I was little watching Freddy Krueger movies. Do you remember? It was like, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Oh my God, that's terrifying. Three, four, better lock your door. <gasps> what was the other one where you looked in the mirror and you said something? It's like Bloody Mary. Yes. Oh my gosh. In fact, I have a story that I'm going to share today that has to do with a mirror. Oh, God. terrifying. Oh I know. We we grew up with, like, Poltergeist um, and Stephen that, King movies. Oh, Poltergeist, for sure, for me, was the scariest of all. Yeah, Knife and Aurora, we're, like, basically just like that movie where most of our homes have been built on top of yeah. Indian burial grounds. Yeah, and, you know, it always freaked me out, especially that the girl who played that part ended up dying. Did she really? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. That she little did. Girl. She was so cute. What about the little lady? She yeah. had that little high voice. Oh, God, when she came <laughs> oh, to the ceiling. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that was a scary movie. If you haven't seen it, watch it, I guess, for Halloween. But I'm just, I don't like scary stories, really. I don't like watching horror films. Me neither. Especially Mm-mm. the ones that are just like creatures and like sci-fi. I'm not into that. There used to be one sci-fi that was just short stories. It was okay. I remember one time it was Tales one of the about... Crypt. Yes, <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, the scary little skeleton dude in the taxi cab. No, how about the one on the airplane wing? Plane wing. I don't think I've seen that. And one. then the one where the the <laughs> car keeps running the guy over, and he is he keeps climbing back up his car, like just missing body parts. Oh, okay, God. like I the way I'm feeling in my body right now, I'm already afraid. And we haven't even started talking about our stories yet. Okay, sage yourself. Right, yes. I'll tell you, I really love the Ghost Hunter TV shows. I'll binge watch them. I ha- I could honestly say I've maybe watched one. Oh, gosh, no. I love um, Ghost Adventures with Zach. Oh, gosh, those are so good. No, I just, I don't know why, but I don't. I don't do scary. But no, apparently I today I am. I think that our experiences come from like our greatest Claire. We've talked about the different Claire's in past episodes, but mine is clairvoyancy, and I've always seen like these big black mass shadows, or I've seen lights and different colors of lights. What about you? I think you've had a lot of experiences with hearing things. I that would definitely be my strongest Claire. Yeah. I have also seen shadows. I've smelt mm-hmm. spirits. I have too. But my strongest one is definitely hearing them. Yeah. If I had to share one story, I think one of the freakiest stories was one time I was staying at my mom's house and my oldest daughter was with me. So she was there to verify my story. <laughs> I was sleeping and in the middle of the night we heard this bang. I mean, and it was like a violent bang it mm-hmm. was very loud and I woke up and I look around I had found that everything on her mantle everything was broken oh my like gosh. picture frames were broken this porcelain floor de lee was broken in pieces so it wasn't like it just fell off that's terrible or like someone like took their hand and like 
just went across the mantle, just destroyed it all, and yeah, whipped it across the room. I scared the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah. And I also had an experience at her house around that same time where I saw this large black mass shadow standing in front of my bed, and I remember wiping my eyes just waiting for my eyes to focus. Maybe I thought my eyes aren't working yet or something. Mm -hmm. And so I waited for them to focus and it was still there. And then I just kind of took my covers and just put them over my head. Oh my God. And just slept like that. And I remember sleeping like that, like most of my childhood. Really? Yeah, with the covers over my head almost every single night. I remember not being able to breathe, but I could not sleep without those covers. Did the shadows ever make anything out or were they more like just blobs? Well, when I was younger, I didn't want to see. I wasn't about oh, ready to. You were trying yeah, to explore so afraid. it. I mean, I'm not so afraid now because I feel like I know how to protect myself. Mm-hmm. And so I will kind of explore that a little bit more. And I've never had, I don't think, anything come to form for myself. I have not. I've only ever seen like lights or... Um, Orbs. Yeah. yeah. Lots. Yeah, in different colors. Me and you have sent numerous videos back and forth of orbs oh yeah crazy like just unexplained anomalies that we've recorded yeah that is like me physically looking and seeing something is a physical vision that i'm Mm -hmm. seeing now when i am having a vision of somebody say if i'm doing reiki or if i'm meditating like inner seeing so it's different. When I am experiencing what I said at my mom's house that I'm seeing this form, this mass of, of energy, I'm actually physically seeing that. Okay. So it's not like inner seeing. Okay. My physical eyes are seeing that. Wow. Yeah. Totally different. Right. It's wow. to- it is different. Yeah. Well, to spook you out, <laughs> I have actually been a spirit or oh, a ghost. Oh, you're a ghost. <laughs> That's crazy to think it of is. it that way. I just thought about it last night. I'm like, I have been a spirit and a ghost. So when I was 18 and had my outer body experience from my asthma attack, mm-hmm. I was floating above myself and I was able to move around in the ambulance and my seeing, my sight was infinite. So your sight can't, wasn't just in one place. Interesting. So I could also see outside of the ambulance at the people standing out there. And you could see yourself. And I could see myself. You could see yourself. And I could move around. I wasn't just like stuck floating over myself. When spirits are with you, that they can be somewhere else at the same time because they have infinite sight of the world. Yeah, energy has no distance. So I yes. guess that's... Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, 100%. So... That's to me anyways. (laughs) Like, I believe that my brother could be with me and my mom at the same time in two totally different places because we're that big of an energy. Right. Your spirit is. So, yeah, that was my um, own personal experience being on the other side. That's so cool. In my life, nothing has ever really scared me that I've experienced, but I wasn't like you. I never had anything when I was a child. Really? I mean, you are not, you are so much braver than I am when it comes to paranormal stuff. Well, I think it was because I never tapped into it. I've I've only really had these experiences when I've been praying or when I get like this ringing in my ears. And so I'm kind of warned that, you know what, when you go to sleep tonight, you're probably going to have something come to you because of this download I feel in my ears with mm-hmm. this tone. I usually know or it's when I'm clear and open and in a good place um, that I know it's probably going to happen. The more connected you are to source, 
the more you're going to have these experiences. I think so, yes. Yeah, Absolutely. I do too. I grew up in a Catholic family. I had been used to calling on Jesus, calling on God and mm-hmm. saints and stuff like that since I was a very little kid. I mean, prayer was part of our every single night. So here I am connecting with source every mm-hmm. single night before I go to sleep. That's, that's really interesting. I'm glad we're having this conversation. We could probably have this forever and we didn't even plan on it because right. when I was growing up, I was raised in the atheist family. Right. We okay. didn't have any prayer. We didn't have any rituals. We didn't, I didn't know anything about anything. So I was not connected right. at all. And then when I did connect, that's when it all started happening. The story of the exorcism mm-hmm. it's based around this priest coming in and, you know, casting the devil out of this little girl. But there's usually some sort of religious background, like Poltergeist. We were just talking about the movie. It's the Indian burial ground. So there's yeah. a lot of like connecting to source here. There is. Interesting, yeah. huh? Very interesting. Sloan was born in her in call. So for people that don't know what that means, it's like when they were born in the sack. So my water never broke. And it happens to like one in a million babies. That's so crazy. And they had to take scissors to cut her, um, to cut it. And then it just like disappeared around her. So crazy. And I also felt like I knew her before I ever even like got to know her. So Mm -hmm. I I think when you hear about people being born like that, there's these sites out there that will say that she's gifted. If anyone knows my story, Sloan came at a time in my life right shortly after I died and I had had my spiritual awakening. She was your little breath of fresh air? She was. And so Sloan sees these ghosts or spirits. And we live on some land here in Colorado where it used to not only be a Japanese concentration camp, but also not too far was a massacre of an Indian tribe. And there's a lot of that uh, around Colorado. And they just recently found the body of a Native American man Uh, right in our neighborhood as they were uh, digging for the build of new homes. A lot of Indian history around Aurora, where we're from, in Colorado. And Sloan, I think that was probably one of the only times I was scared. She had gone to her room to get a book, and I don't know if I shared this before in a past episode, but she came in and she laid with me and we started reading, and then all of a sudden she said, Oh, Mommy, I saw the people. And I said, what people? And she goes, oh, the people. And she stood up and she just kind of started, you know, showing me how they're walking. And then another time she saw them again and she describes them as dark tan skin and yeah, and naked. Oh, Sloan asked Kensley one day if she would have a sleepover with her and Rainbow. Oh, yeah, that's her friend. Yeah. She's so always, she's my only child who's ever had a, yeah, a imaginary, imaginary friend. friend. But Sloan in pictures a lot has orbs coming out of her and around her. Just other ones, I I smelled Kurt's grandfather and I had no idea what he smelled like. I only met him one time and it, it aligned exactly with his work because I, what I smelled reminded me of a man who was working at like hard labor. Yeah. And when I told Kurt, he said, oh my God, my grandfather had this distinct smell to him like you just described. That's so cool. Yeah. So, and then another one I've experienced is, you know, lots of lights, a lot of electronics, which you'll hear a lot about going off at the same time. Um, Usually before, and I I get this like, where I, I know something's entered my room. Wow. But it's not scary. And then between the lights and the fire alarm and my phone all going off at one time, then I know that someone's there and I just simply ask, hi, uh, what is your message to me? And it's always amazing and a beautiful 
message from from the source. It's never yeah. scary. But my dog one time, animals are another. Very yeah, too. I remember my dog used to always bark into my bedroom. She could see something because you could t- watch her following it with her eyes. And then, you know, me and Kurt freaked out one time because she just kept looking into her bedroom, barking, barking, barking. And then it was like she chased it into across the hall and into another room. And we were like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, just yesterday, I had a client. And I've had strange things happen with her before. Mm-hmm. Like one time I was, we were in a Reiki session and the picture flew off the wall. Flew off the wall. Oh and I've been in that room for five years now, and that's never, ever happened. Yeah. But yesterday, I had her as well, and then we start hearing, like, this girl scream. She, you know, she looked up pretty concerned, and she goes, oh, what was that? And I was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then it kept happening. And then we even started to hear, like, kind of banging. She goes, do you guys have, like, a lockdown procedure? <laughs> Like, oh my god, um, no, I don't think we do actually. I said, Well, I'll just look out in the hallway and see yeah. where it's coming from. I open the door, nothing, nothing. I go back in, she goes, Well, I there was nothing, I didn't hear anything. And I was like, Yeah, no, I guess maybe it stopped. I wonder what it was. I'm sure I'll find out after our session. Nothing. So, after the session, I asked seven different employees, Did, What was the screaming? Who was screaming? What was the, what was the banging? None, None of them heard a thing. Thing. Oh my gosh. And I was like, what? Really? Well, so it's like when you and her get together, maybe your energy together brings you. Yeah, I don't something. know what, but yeah. I feel like we always have a crazy experience yeah. together. I kind of get excited when I see her. I yeah. love her to death. I have a very strong presence in front of my therapist. And whenever I'm in her office and I'm talking about spirits, all the electricity starts flickering. What does paranormal mean, though? What is paranormal? So I looked up the word paranormal, and they described it as, they defined it as denoting events or phenomenon such as telekinesis or clairvoyance that are beyond the scope of normal scientific understanding. A mystic who can prove he has paranormal powers. Another word for paranormal is metaphysical, outward-worldly, supernatural, transcendent, unearthly. Words related to paranormal are mystic, mystical, psychic, and spiritualistic. A lot of what I believe, and then what I've researched and found out, a lot of people are now believing that ghosts are spirits, angels, aliens, watchers, demons. I mean, they're, they're all the same. It's just they're not human. Yeah, so they've it's kind of like all of them mean the same thing. Yeah. But people just call them different things. Right. They're just not human, but yet human beings can sense them, see them, feel them, and hear them in some cases. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about today. We're going to tell some of the most famous ghost stories. There's these paranormal investigators or they're called ghost hunters, they attempt to collect evidence of paranormal activity using electronic devices, EMF meters, digital thermometers, they have static digital video cameras, night vision cameras, audio recorders. Like, I don't know if you ever watched the show, but they have like these spirit boxes. <laughs> and no. So it just sounds like static, and all of a sudden you'll hear, Mandy. Oh, shit. Shh. <laughs> 
Oh, God. Come find me. Yeah. Oh, no. So freaky. Oh, I wish we God. had one, though. That'd be so no, awesome. No, thank you. No. no. I think you could actually get an app on your phone. No. Yes. I love to watch these shows. They're trying to decide whether it's on video or audio if this is real or if they can debunk it. They always try to debunk it. Yeah. You know, it's not... They're playing devil's advocate. No, and they <laughs> usually get just an abundance of evidence. So it's hard to... I don't know. I watch these shows and I'm thinking, okay, I'm sold. Yep, that's ghost. Not going there. <laughs> Well, I think for me, I tried to debunk a lot of it too until I actually experienced it myself. Yeah. And when you do experience, you know, and there's nothing that can tell you any different. Yeah. And it's crazy. So they, you know, they even have like these temperature gauges and they'll be able to, what will happen is they'll all start to be, look at each other like, oh, I feel something. Mm-hmm. And you'll see the temperature just like go to from like 80 degrees to 50 degrees in like two seconds. Yeah. Have you felt that before? Cold spots? Yes. A lot of people talk about that. I don't. Oh, all the time. Mm -hmm. So even during Reiki sessions, I feel just fluctuation in temperature over the client and also just in and around the room. Wow. Right. But so their picture, you know, they're getting in they're they're getting photographs of orbs all the time in different colors. And and, people will say, oh, that's dust. Yeah. Um, I've seen ones come out of ceilings. That literally will uh, go right over and around Sloan. And it, it, it is oh, not yeah. dust. Yeah. You can tell like on a baby monitor when you're looking and you can see like dust. Right. Well, okay. here's where I think is cool. What they'll find is they'll show the temperature will drop. And at oh, the same time, they're all feeling it. And then they get a video of an orb like mm. going right into a person at the same time. Like everything is like aligned with that moment. Like, is that a coincidence? Mm-mm. I don't think so either. No. Strange. You know, I was reading this article on mentalfloss.com, and the article is called Six Scientific Explanations for Ghosts. And they talked about in this article that a survey was done in 2017 by Chapman University and found that 53 no, 52% of Americans believe in haunted spirits. Oh, I would think probably even more. I'm shocked that there's only half. (laughs) I know. And in the UK, it was the same, 52%. Interesting. I know. So I think think another thing that's interesting is a lot of people fear it. A lot of people uh, believe that it could bring upon evil. Even if they believe it. Yes. Like, if they they believe in ghosts, they're like, no. But then these are some of the biggest money-making, historic places in the world where people will travel to go to to seek it out right and so to see ghost it. tours yeah. i did a ghost tour in new orleans and it was funny because we only did it because we were with um people who have never been to new orleans so it was a great way to like show them around the city and i had never done a ghost tour before in new orleans because i'm from new orleans and i've already been to all these places yeah. and as we're going through each like historical you know, ghost haunting location. My aunt was with us and she's like, yeah, I went to school there. We used to live right there. And this, and you know, we're just going through like her old neighborhood because they lived in the French Quarter. Just now that I've had my ancestral discovery, most of those places that we went actually correlate with my, with my family tree. Mm. I know, freaky, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I found a little bit of that, actually, in my research last night. Really? Yeah, and I'll, I'll explain it in a little bit. 
But in the same article, it's kind of funny. So they kind of try to debunk it by saying that um, that it's electromagnetic fields, that it's infrasound, that it's mold. That one was kind of funny to me. That it's carbon monoxide poisoning. So basically that we're hallucinating. Hallucinating that we just want to believe it. So, right. you know, okay. those were like their We want to scare the shit out of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. That's, yeah. Got you. I, I want, I, you know, I really want to wake up yeah. every single night. Between Ugh. three and four in the morning. That's right. what I really actually want. No, I don't think so. Right. <laughs> I really wanted all that stuff to fly off my mom's mantle in the middle of the night and wake me up. I just must have some serious fucking energy to be able to do that shit. Yeah. But, you know, here's the thing. I find it funny that most of the experiences that people have have all of these common characteristics in the story. Yeah. Similar accounts. A lot of similar accounts. Absolutely. Yeah. What's interesting is that when we were on that tour, a lot of the places were significant to actually my family tree. Yeah. Yeah, So weird. So weird. But one of the stories that I'm going to share today, she, this, this woman was not in my family tree, which is a surprise because (laughs) like everybody in Louisiana seems like they're all related. Well, and when I read a little bit about this place you're about to speak about I too thought that like this, I bet you this is related to Shannon I bet you <laughs> oh, it is. right um so this place right this uh, so this story is about Delphine Lullerie she was an awful awful evil lady she had several slaves and she tortured them and mutilated them I know she was a disgusting a disgusting human being yeah she was horrible to her slaves, and it was actually illegal to be that awful to your slaves. Mm-hmm. So the people were not happy about this. Wasn't it um, a law we talked about in your... In yeah, our... as part of Black Code, you could yes. not torture and mutilate your slaves, especially... So what she... She was, like, experimenting on them. Oh, my God, I can't like even... The, I, yeah, the most horrific things you can ever imagine done to a human being she was doing. Mm. And she was like doing it for kicks. Oh my god! She wasn't just using. She wasn't just using this as a punishment to Makes her me slaves. Okay, so there was a fire at her house. Okay. okay, at her mansion in her in the French Quarter, but it's a beautiful historical mansion. But there was a fire one time in her house, and, and all the people in the French Quarter come out, and they're you know trying to help them get stuff out, and she's real worried about all of her personal stuff, and they're like. Where's your servants? What is it going to be? And she was like, oh, I can just hear. I don't care where they are. I got my, you know. (laughs) I I mean, she's good. And and they're like, no. So a lot of people were going in and trying to help the slaves out. And when they went inside, they had saw what she had done. Did she light them on fire? There was one that she actually attached to her stove. I mean, there's stories of one time a 14-year-old girl came flying off of her roof and died. Mm. She had them kept up in her attic in so, like, like these little cells. Yeah. And they had they had been starved and she even punished her own children. Her girls, she had daughters and they would try to go and try to sneak food to these slaves mm. up in their cells. And she would punish her daughters, you know, for even She reminds me of the movie where the man would Put them in the basement, down in the cell. It's yeah, moving. Signs of the Lamb. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Actually, it was worse. Really? Oh, oh yeah. God. Um, it was it was bad. Okay. I mean, we're talking like removing parts, like of, the human centipede. 
actually she tried to make one of them look at like like a crab and had <gasps> one yeah she yeah it was like human centipede she this, that like, movie this was lady the was worst disturbing. movie i've ever seen in my life i mean i don't know what happened to this girl when she was young but something bad happened or no i past do life. I did hear that she got married at 14 years old to a 30-year-old man. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was married a few times. I mean, she has she had a few different last names. I find it so funny. This girl was of mixed race. I do have some family members that were probably related to her that I could probably connect to her family. Like, we're talking distant. So distant that I'm not going to claim her as a family <laughs> member at all. This lady was freaking evil. They say that her mansion then was cursed after that. You know, she ended up getting away with that. She took off. Some say she went to Paris and to never return. But she was married to a a doctor, mm-hmm. which some said that it was the doctor who was maybe into the experimenting of, of the slaves. One time, the police did take away several of her slaves. She had her sister go and buy them and then return them to her. Mm. That makes me sick. So they ended up back with her. Ugh. Nicolas Cage actually briefly owned... The Lollery. I wonder why briefly. I heard maybe he lost it in bankruptcy. But anybody that owned it prior, there was always something that happened to them. Either they died, they got sick. It was cursed. But it's cursed. So another famous Louisiana ghost story is in St. Francisville, Louisiana. It is about a group of ghosts that haunt the 222-year-old Myrtle's (laughs) Plantation. The most known ghost is a ghost named Chloe, who was a slave and had relations with the plantation owner, her Mm. master. And it also is said that there's this haunted mirror in the Myrtle's Plantation. Mm. And it's at the front of the house, and it's still there. It is the original wood frame from over 200 years ago. But they have actually switched out the actual mirror itself because it continuously gets these markings in it, no matter what they do. No oh, how many wow. times, yeah, it always gets these little, like, almost looks like drippings inside of it. The really? mirror. It was a tradition that when somebody died in the house, they would cover all the mirrors. Because mm-hmm. they, they think it was a portal? Right. They thought that the souls could enter into these mirrors. Okay. And so they would cover all the mirrors. Well, I guess when the woman of the house, when she died, her name was Sarah, when she died, every mirror was covered except for this one mirror. And they mm. say that the soul Sarah are in this mirror. Whoa. Yeah. I think I'd just be removing the whole mirror. So scary. So that mirror is still there and you can go and stay at the Myrtle's Plantation. No, thank you. Yeah. Oh, you could stay there and they have like themed rooms named after like the ghost in the, in like the players. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I would. Maybe I wouldn't. They say that most people do not make it to breakfast in this bed and breakfast. I don't think I'm going to ever stay there. Um, But you can go on a ghost tour there. It's this... St. Francisville, Louisiana is right outside Baton Rouge. So speaking of ghost tours, you also did the one that I was going to talk about. The one in California, in San Diego. One of my good friends, she's passed. Her name is Nisha. And actually, you can come visit us right now if you want to (laughs) tell our story. We welcome you. But her and I went on a ghost tour to one of the most haunted houses in the United States. Yeah. This house is in San Diego. And before this house was even built in 1857 by the Whaley family, it was a piece of land where people were executed. Oh my gosh, you're kidding me. Wow. So um, Mr. Whaley, his wife, and his three kids moved in. 
And shortly after they moved in, their son of 18 months died of scarlet fever. Aww. I know. And then, like three months after that, a massive fire raged through part of their home. And that is when they decided that, you know what, this house has a bad omen. And they were preparing to possibly leave. And then these burglars came in while he was off at business, Mr. Whaley, and mm-hmm. held his wife by gunpoint <gasps> for some court papers because they had used part of the house as the local courts. Yes, I do remember mm-hmm. that. There was actually a courthouse inside his home. Yes, there was also a convenience store. They, I mean, there was a lot of businesses going on within this home. Wow. One of their daughters, Violet... Um, she committed suicide from the second floor balcony. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So there was just a lot of death happening in this family and in this home. So when I was there, I was told to, you know, take pictures all over. You may catch something. And if uh-huh. you do, you can put it on the website. Mm-hmm. And I totally think I caught something. Oh, I do too. And I'll post it. Yeah. Because it's crazy. Yeah. I feel like it's he's like a cowboy looking dude. He's like it's like a man like a maybe it's Yankee Jim Robinson was hung. He was one of the ones executed on the land before the house was constructed. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Wow. I guess the Whaleys had a dog and so a lot of people feel the dog licking Oh, I didn't their see that. ankles. Oh my gosh. They feel like that lick from a dog. Yeah, yeah. You know their tongues all rough. rough. But yeah. Yeah. Well, they also have heard the footsteps and the crying and the laughing of little baby Thomas, the 18-month-old. People say they see Violet all the time, that she's just wandering on the second floor, depressed and kind of just stalking out where she died. They said that there's cold spots up there. And when they're walking, people like get this overwhelming sadness. Like it's just this depression. Like they're taking on her, what she was feeling you know what? I, know. I so was not awakened back then. I, that was so long ago that yeah. Nisha and I went to the Whaley house. I wish that I would have paid attention I know. to like how I, I know. was That's feeling. how I feel about the Stanley Hotel, which I'll get yeah. to. I wasn't awakened either. But some other things that people have um, experienced there is a lot of people describe the same scent. And it's Anna's. it's believed to be Anna's, Mr. Whaley's wife's perfume. They catch lights flickering all the time and they say that there's a certain lamp where the crystals just will move and there's no fan there's no wind there's no nothing so this home was vacant in 1953 but people say they still see someone standing in the window they also say that curtains will go open and close and move they claim they hear children playing and running up and down the stairs wow there like i said there's cold spots they feel these ghosts actually touch them um, there's strange shadows, and they said there's a constant smell in a particular area of cigars. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah, and many paranormal experts have visited this place, and actually mm-hmm. all have claimed they left spooked. Yeah. yeah. Well, all I know is they got the best tacos I ever had across the street. <laughs> I swear to God, I remember those tacos to today. Happen to go to San Diego and check out the Whaley House, go across the street and get yourself a yeah, taco. Yeah, then you won't be as scared because like you'll most be authentic taco. Sh- I mean, shit was good. And they had like a Marachi band plan. So, another one that I looked into was the Gettysburg Battlefield in Pennsylvania. 
Wow. And to me, that's kind of a no-brainer. I yeah. mean, it was one of the bloodiest, goriest right. wars ever. Yeah. I mean, this Civil War was a bloodbath. Yeah. Um, many, many visitors have reported seeing Civil War soldiers wandering these fields. And you know what? They usually re- have, like, reenactments. Well, and my sister-in-law, Amber, that was on one of our mm-hmm. episodes, it was, used to live close to there, and they hold a massive, hundreds of thousands of people come for Halloween. It's mm-hmm. a big... Oh, really? For Halloween? Yeah. She's really into Halloween, too. Oh. And there were 5,000 horses and 51,000 men that died right there on this land. So close by, there's a farm that used to be a nursing station for these men in battle, and people say that that's where a lot of these ghosts are. Um, there's, what was that? I just heard (laughs) something over there in the corner. What the hell? Good thing we're not doing this at night. Super spooky right now. A lot of people that live close by there say they see orbs, they see lights going on and off. They said that in their homes, doors unlock and lock by themselves. They said that there are random pictures where these skeletons just show up in their pictures when oh, they're God. out there taking pictures Do and they have orbs. any pictures like that I you didn't can find look. online? Oh I my don't God, know. That's crazy. And then also the Gettysburg Hotel is haunted. They said that there's this bloody nurse that just wanders the halls. Oh God. I know. Freaky. Um, there's also what's called the Devil's Den in Gettysburg. And the people say that there's this man that shows up and he will tell you, come over here and take a picture. Mm-mm. And then... He will get in the picture with you, and then he disappears, and he never shows up in anyone's pictures. And this is like a lot of people have reported this man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No. Freaking terrifying. Didn't you go to Alcatraz? I did. Okay. Isn't that very haunted? Because I think I've seen a ghost adventure episode or one of those ghost TV shows where they actually stayed in there overnight. Oh, God, there was like there were certain jail cells that were like super haunted. No, I couldn't because I would know there's nowhere to escape. I did stay at Hotel Colorado up in Glenwood Springs, and that is one of the loudest hotels at night I have ever it's, ever. It's so old, and actually, I wandered around that thing and found some of the coolest like secret doors. Oh, and, secret doors. Uh huh. And me and my kids and Kara, we all went down into the basement, and it's so old. It is so old. But speaking of hotels, I mean, there's the Stanley yeah. in Estes Park. The Shining. But, oh my gosh, that's the scariest movie. I don't like it. I never watched it. Red rum, red rum. Okay. Red. You're, you're terrifying I know. Me. I'm terrified. I'm traumatized. I still remember this from when I was little. I don't so, know why my parents let me watch that shit. I don't know. That's, I was too little. Yeah, you were. Oh, God. So the Stanley Hotel is in our famous Rocky Mountains. It in was Estes Park? In Estes Park, which is one of my favorite places in the world. That's actually where we spread some of my me brother's too. ashes. And Stephen King's film, The Shining, was, you know, filmed there. But the staff had seen things way before this film. Uh, a lot of people, including myself, thought maybe that it got haunted after this film was there because I've never watched it. But yeah. doing my research, no. I can't I mean, believe you haven't watched it. You're going to watch it I tonight. Don't, no, I'm not. So a lot of people have seen ghosts all over this hotel and especially in like certain rooms. Uh, one room is known for this maid and she just walks around and she packs people's suitcases. Oh, boy. <laughs> People report electronics draining even if they're full on of battery, and sometimes they just completely shut off. So before you go on a tour, they say, we're warning you, if you have a camera or if you have a video, it's probably going to completely drain. And so it happens to almost everyone. Oh yeah. I know someone who stayed there for Halloween. 
Oh, gosh. Night. Yeah, for fun. They say a lot of doors open and close. A lot of furniture moves around. Um, people have seen a particular cowboy sitting at the end of a bed. Um, what's very interesting, and Shanna, you're going to love this, that they found that there is a large amount of limestone and quartz under the foundation of the Stanley Hotel. Oh, wow, that's something. So some believe... The energy. The energy. And, and quartz, what does quartz do? It raises the energy. And it connects you to the spiritual world. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I couldn't believe that when I read that. And so a lot of people believe that's why there's so many ghosts active there. Well, here's Johnny. <laughs> um, Mr. Stanley is seen a lot playing um, his piano. He also shows up in people's photos. You want to know what? I wasn't awakened either. I did this tour, but it was like last minute, like, let's just run in here. Yeah. And I was bored because it was such a large group of people. So I, me and my friend just tried to escape and go wander off by ourselves. <laughs> I would have. Had you watched that movie, you probably would not have no, done that. No, I probably wouldn't have. No. So yeah, there's another one. Good old Stanley. And that is a beautiful hotel too. So the Tower of London in England is where royalty lived. And this one is intriguing to me because I have ancestral ties to a lot of the people that are in this story and who lived here. People say they see a ghost of the Queen of Scots and Boylan. This particular tower was built in 1070. <laughs> that sounds weird to say, doesn't it? By William the Conqueror. Three million people visit this historic tower a year because it's like this massive, beautiful castle, like right there on the ocean. And this royal family built it to protect themselves during war. But holy crap, if you, the history is terrifying. There are so many people that have been murdered in this castle. Henry VI and the children of his great rival, Edward IV, both lost their children in this tower in 1493. Wow. And in 1674, they found two skeletons that were unearthed under this tower that were eventually proven to be these two boys. There were three queens that were executed. What? And, yeah. There? Yeah. Which queens? So the first one was oh. Anne, and then Catherine Howard and Jane Grey, all whom were ex executed within the tower in the 16th century. And I think that they're in your family tree, I swear. You want to know what's sad? What? They didn't even properly give them a memorial. They just, like, shoved them in the ground. Did they say why they were executed or who executed them? They were executed for um, different reasons. Like Anne, it was for treason. Mm -hmm. Sharing and of adultery. Secrets. Adultery? Yeah, and treason. Damn, they don't fuck around. Little hoe. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> she was going into town, spreading her legs, and got her head chopped off. They don't mess around back no. in those days. Um, so, yeah, these poor headless bodies of the queens were buried uh, very carelessly under the chapel. Don't tell me. So they're, like, walking around, like, headless? Well, let me tell you about the sightings. Oh, God, no. Anne does wander. Oh. She does have her head on, though. Oh, she does. Yeah. Thank God. Also, this castle... Gotta get your head on straight. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta make light of this or we'll get scared. Yes. Um, at one point, they even used this as a zoo. What? Yeah. It's a been, zoo? This castle has been used for, like, many different things. At one time, it was a prison. One time, it was a zoo. <gasps> oh, so shit. So, there has been a sighting of this massive bear. So, 
this guy that was giving a tour saw the smoke coming out from underneath one of the doors and he opened the door and walked in and there was this massive gray bear. Oh my gosh. And (laughs) I know. So a lot of animals are seen in there, a lot of ravens, and there's always seven ravens for some reason protecting this castle. Interesting. Um, There was also another woman named Arabella Stewart who was put into prison there and she was starved uh, because she married without permission. She is seen there walking around oh a lot. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Back then, their rules were oh so ridiculous. God. Check this out. In 1980, a lady was seen next to the fireplace. She was standing with this medieval-looking man smoking clay pipes. There have been sightings of two young boys dressed in white gowns running around the tower's grounds, and lots of children of preschool age are the ones that have reported seeing these children. They come and say, these two boys are over there wearing funny clothes. And these are just children's that don't, you know, they're not going to make that up. Yeah, they're not making that up. A lot of people hear bloody screams from a woman that they believe was beheaded. And this particular scream comes on the anniversary of her death every year. Dude, Mandy, can you imagine if you went there? Because this is like your bloodline. Yeah. I think they should take this as like a business expense and do an (laughs) investigation. We have to go to London. Hey, listeners. Hit that donate button so me yep. and Shanna can go. We can go, go and investigate <laughs> this London Tower. Okay, well, another one that we should go on then while we're at it is okay. the White House. Oh, well, we can skip that. Is there one in, like, the Bahamas? No, this blew my mind. And I, I think a lot of people know this, but I didn't. The White House is actually considered the most haunted house in America. Jared Broach, he's the founder of the company Nightly Spirits, who offers tours of haunted areas in several cities. And he offered a tour in 2012 of the well, White House. That's what's wrong with our presidents. <laughs> They're freaking possessed No, by check these this out. No, okay. they are. They are said they? Oh, that out of... All of the places he'd done tours, this man wrote in the Washington Post and was quoted that the White House has the best ghost stories, and he would call them the most verified. You ever notice how, and they'll even show it on the news, how like a president goes into office and they look all young, and then by the end of their term, they look like they've aged like 20 years? Do you think, well, that probably has to do with the stress of the job. Maybe know, also but maybe they don't ghosts. get a lot of sleep either. True, maybe we, we could Twitter Trump and ask him if he's seen any ghosts. He probably is making out with them. He's making out. <laughs> when they asked this man, Broach, if he believed in ghosts, in the article, he was quoted saying, if I said no, I'd be calling about eight different presidents liars. Wow. So Abraham Lincoln is seen there all the time. And also his 11-year-old son who died there. And sadly, oh. his wife was grieving for weeks, of course, right. by the loss of the son. And she claimed that she would see her sweet boy standing at the foot of the bed. Ugh. I know. Thomas Jefferson has been been seen there playing the piano. Andrew Jackson is heard swearing. Jane <laughs> Wellanima of the Netherlands was sleeping in the Lincoln bedroom in 1942 when she heard a knock at her bedroom door and she opened it up and there was good old Lincoln and she passed out and fainted. Then also, there was a lady by the name of Mary who worked for Eleanor Roosevelt, and she reported seeing Lincoln on the edge of her bed putting on his boots. Wow. And he is the most common ghost yes, seen there. That's what I was going to say. There's a lot of Lincoln. Yeah, Abigail Adams was the first lady to live in the White House and used to go to the East Room to do laundry. 
And since her death, there has been sightings of her, like, holding her arms out like she's holding up a sheet. And they see her walking around like she's stretching out linens in this area where she used to go to clean her sheets. How come I totally just pictured, like, this ghost with a sheet over her with the big round eyes going, Girl, it's crazy. Dolly Madison has been seen in the Rose Garden. And Winston Churchill also said that he saw Lincoln standing by the fireplace. Very cool. I know. So the White House, yeah, the most haunted house in the U.S. Wow. Crazy, right? Yeah. I think all of these houses that we've talked about so far, people have all said that they are the most haunted houses in the United States. Well. They all claim to be. So they're all pretty amazing and very haunted, obviously. Yeah. This extremely scary place called... Trans-Allegheny. It's a lunatic asylum in in West Virginia. And this mental asylum, which was in the 19th century, housed criminals, insane people, and the unwanted. In in 1881, they got super full, and it became where they had like 2,600 extra, like over capacity. It wasn't even closed until 1994. (gasps) They didn't have enough food. People were starving in there. They were running around like crazy. There was no furniture for them to sleep on. There was no heat. I mean, it was like this outburst of disease. Walter Freeman, who was a doctor, would come there and he performed, I'm like, I can't even hardly say it, it freaks me out, 4,000 lobotomies. Lobotomies. Where they took the ice pick into their eye. And you can go online and see pictures of these patients. I mean, so they've had tons of sightings there. I mean, there was a little girl. that's what they did to people that were crazy. They gave them lobotomies. I mean, like, someone could think that we're crazy right now (laughs) talking about that shit. Oh, my God. We could get a lobotomy. Oh, my God. No, but I think I've seen the Ghost Adventure episode on this insane asylum. It was totally freaky. It's so freaky. I I could not believe it wasn't closed till 1994. There's a little girl that was actually born there that is seen all the time. There was a man by the name of Jesse who died in the bathtub that people see. There's also Civil War soldiers. That one really like irked me and and gave me the heebie-jeebies because I'm thinking about like all of these People just wandering around and they're sick or maybe not sick. Just and now they're sick because they're with sick people. Yeah, and it's just oh, so freaking so sad. So scary. So sad. I know. So the common thing that I saw is a lot of these spirits or ghosts seem to have unsettled... Unfinished business? Yeah. There was a lot of pain, a lot of hurt. Yeah. And they haven't moved on. Shanna and I um, both looked at The Conjuring, and I sat up all night watching shit. If you go on YouTube and watch the daughter who lived in the home, the oldest, she will say that it was actually very true, that they did an amazing job staying true to the story, that they actually had to downplay it a little bit. Because it was so terrifying. It was so terrifying. Yes. Is that the one where that scary doll Annabelle is in it? Yes. Uh-uh-uh. So that story is crazy. It's about the Arnold Estate in Rhode Island, and this family moved in. The family that originally lived in this home haunts anyone that continues to live in this house. The Perrin family was the first one to live there after the original people that built it, and they're the ones that that movie was based on. Their, their family. It was the husband and the wife and their five girls. The one that got haunted the most was Carolyn, which was 
the wife and the mother of the five daughters. She actually would get physically hurt. This woman that lived there before haunted her and told her she needed to leave her home. The ghost mother was very jealous of yeah. the pairing mother. Yeah, they wanted them out of their home. And were and because they thought they were alive and living in this home. And they thought that kind the, of the like, parent family was the ghost. Where's the ghost? So yeah. they both are like thinking the same thing. Like, why are you in our home? Yeah. You're haunting our family. Yes. And then, holy shit, she, that's crazy. Carolyn actually saw them sitting around a dinner table eating. Wow. And they all looked at her and pointed at her. But she was physically hurt. At one point, she was possessed for a short period of time. You can go on YouTube. And her daughter actually wrote a book based on what happened in the 10 years that they lived there. I mean, we're talking levitation. We're talking uh, stuff thrown against walls. We're talking about her mom being hurt while she was sleeping. At one point, didn't she even say, like, it was fun? She yeah, they said when they first moved in, they were very nice. The ghosts would play with them. It, that it wasn't, you scary. know, too scary. But that it got worse as, you know, the yeah, longer they Yeah, because the, they were like, they're not leaving. Yeah, and the mother that originally lived there, she had a very difficult life because she had gotten accused of killing one of her children. They found a needle in the child's, I believe it was like the back of the brain stem or something. Maybe she was trying to give her own daughter a lobotomy. Oh, shit. I don't know, girl. But (laughs) it got so bad that they hired in Lorraine Warren and her husband, who were the most famous paranormal experts in the United States. They went in into their home for about a year and a half and tried to help them. Yeah, but they ended up doing like a seance. that And made it worse. Yes. Yeah, they opened it up. Yes, they said they opened like portal. Yeah. And they, they all maintain that the details of The Conjuring is very accurate. It's crazy. Yeah, I didn't want to watch it last night. My husband wanted me to watch it. I just, I don't want to. <laughs> no! But um, she did a very raw interview with a lot of people online about her book because she added even more details into her books, and there's three of them. Wow. And there's a lot to talk about I, then. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to quote her exactly, but she did say the one thing she learned from it is that love conquers evil. So how long did they live there? That family lived there for 10 years. Oh my God. I would have, 10 minutes. And I would have never stayed for 10 years. That's way, that's crazy. I know. They, they must be really brave because the first spirit was spotted within five minutes of moving into the home. Oh my God. Yeah, they saw a gentleman in the dining room. Then the mom, she really dug into the history of the home because she wanted to know what was happening. That would have been you and me. I know. <laughs> but it was sad because it, it like kind of opened her up and they started right. taking her over. She started speaking like weird and she started dressing like she them. Becoming she was possessed. becoming like that family, the old oh, family wow. that lived there. That's that so had crazy. like eight generations that lived in that home and some never left. Wow. Yeah. Just a crazy story behind the movie. If you feel like you have some evil in your house, I'd call Ghostbusters. We actually have a Ghostbuster car in our neighborhood it has the ghostbuster sign on the side and it has their phone number like you can call them yeah like if i saw somebody like hanging out in my house on a daily i'd be calling them maybe they um will come over and and do like a exorcism if you need or a cleansing of the house yeah what else can you do to like clear negative energies i know in my house when i was younger my mom always had holy water and she would spray it in like each room and say prayers into each room you can sage your house. 
of negative energy. You can put stones like tourmaline around your house for protection. I've even heard of people like putting salt. Call St. Michael and his sword to come over and protect yeah. your ass. No, I mean, that's seriously. what I'd be doing. They also say to open your windows mm -hmm. and your doors oh, yeah. and get very firm. And direct. And tell them to leave. Tell them to leave. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because if you are curious, like Mrs. Pairing in The Conjuring, you're going to increase that. So where your energy flows, energy grows. Mm -hmm. So the more energy you put towards it, the bigger it's going to grow, the more power it's going to get. Mandy and I have talked about visualizing protection and making boundaries. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you'll know in your gut if it's good, bad, evil... You'll know. So right. just, you know, trust yourself. I would suggest not to do Ouija boards or seances and calling on anything. No. Don't mess around or seek them out. I That is not something I would ever suggest. Yeah. You know, it's it's also said that spirits could be attached to like old antique objects and stuff. So mm -hmm. cleanse those. Sage them. If you have like a negative energy after you buy like this beautiful antique lamp, mm -hmm. I don't know, might be connected to it. Someone that's moved, you know, 15 times. And yeah. lived in a lot of homes. I could feel a lot of energy and history in some of these homes within a week of living there. And your homes have all pretty much been new. Yeah. I Can mean, you... I did have that one in Towns Reach where I found out um, shortly after I moved in when I heard weird noises in the closet, kept opening and closing in the basement, that a boy um, was drinking and driving and crashed into the side of the home and had actually died there. Yeah. And oh, I never felt evil from him, though. Actually, Girl, in New Orleans, I swear, you'll see a for sale sign, and it'll say, not haunted. Or sometimes they even say haunted. <laughs> Did you ever feel afraid? Never. No. No. Uh-uh. No. Break that shit down, <laughs> Shanna. There you go. <laughs> well, I think you just said it. You need to sit with it. If you see something and you don't know, is it good or is it bad? Mm -hmm. How does your body feel? What's your body saying? Trust that. Yeah. Trust your instincts and your gut feeling. Of course, we always say awareness and journal. And there's a lot of Facebook groups that I found yeah, tons. that can help you to kind of dissect what you saw or felt and yeah. groups that are actually really supportive and the admin on these groups are really good at making sure people are kind and supportive and not judging or calling you crazy because sometimes when we see paranormal stuff we really like have trouble even sharing it sometimes because we're nervous yeah. people will judge us right so I think that there's a lot more people than we know of that have had these experiences and for me they can be very good and very enlightening what we're doing. Okay, we need to pay attention. There's a ghost in here. Is there someone throwing rocks at your window or something? No. There, that's too high to throw rocks at. <gasps> freaking me out. Yeah, I'm okay, freaking out. Okay, hold on. Let's keep listening. That was my stomach. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week for part two of our ghost story episode. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.